Hi, this is Mark Berkler, and in this uh, podcast, I want to share a dream that Mike Bastian had. And the title of this is going to be Don't Get Bogged Down by Your Past. It's something that's so easy for all of us to do because we see our sinfulness and it really wrecks havoc in our faith and makes us feel that God can't use us. And so God gave Mike a dream showing him this is not at all true. All right. So dreams are a wonderful way which God counsels us. Psalm 16, 7, God says, I, um, I, the Bible says, I counsel, I counsel you at night through your dreams. And so um, here is a dream that Mike had when he was taking our course, hearing God through your dreams. He writes out the dream. I got hired with a bunch of others by a boss that I formerly had and I was fired from and I quickly got promoted to a managerial position. I believe it was maintenance. I was invited to a special function at a banquet, which I attended and I ate very well and I met some people. <laughs> I eventually returned to my work, which I enjoyed, and I was asked by someone to go and eat and I said, well, I already did. But uh, then I had a change of mind and I returned to eat some more. And I saw an entire family that I had met earlier first time I was at the banquet and I said out loud and jokingly to them, hey, there you shouldn't be here. And at that, we all laughed. I do remember feeling honored to be there and to be promoted, but I felt somewhat out of place or insecure in my new position. So the question that uh, he asked, uh, which is a question we teach people to ask about their dreams, what's the key action in your dream? And Mike says, well, the key action in this dream was he got hired and he got promoted and then he got invited to eat and he got invited to eat some more. So the second question that we teach people to ask is, hey, what was the key emotion in your dream? And he said, well, the key emotion, he felt honored and he also felt nervous and he felt insecure. And so then he had a question, well, which emotion do I choose uh, when I look to relate this dream to my, my life? So I said, well, rather than you choose the emotion, why don't you just journal about it? And why don't you ask the Lord for the interpretation of the dream? Because that's normally what I do. And I think that's the way to go about it. So he did. And uh, Mike said, Lord, how do the dream's main action and emotions match up with my waking life? In what area of my life am I experiencing a similar action or feeling? First one, they shouldn't be here. This is a reflection of how you are feeling about promotion and enjoying the abundance that I have in my kingdom. I do not see from your limited vantage point and from your eyes, I see far greater and I am not focused and bogged down by your past, even if it was yesterday. You were asked to go back and you refused because you'd already ate but I prompted and I will continue prompting you to go back for more. Disregard and put aside all feelings of inadequacy, insecurity, and fear, and enjoy the bountiful supply that I have spread out for you. Your partaking of my kingdom is never based on your goodness or on how well you towed the line. It's always and only based on the finished work that I have accomplished for you. If you live in the realm of do's and don'ts, you will miss out and forfeit all that I have for you. 
live in me, live in the reality of what I have done and do not get trapped in living anywhere else. I am not condemning sin. I am repeating, reinforcing the truth and reality that you are mine and I am yours and all that I have is yours. Live in and out of me and the rest will take care of itself in due time. Abide in me and let my words abide in you and you shall bear much fruit. <laughs> I love the dream. I love the interpretation that God gave to Mike uh, through the journaling time. It's a message that I've heard many, many times when I've asked God, Lord, don't you want to beat me up because of my sin? He said, nope. He said, it's just a learning curve mistake. It's fine. Let's press on. I said, oh, God, please hit me. He said, Mark, stop. He said, your sins are washed away by the blood. They're no, they're no more. Just let it go. Come on, press on with me. Don't focus on your sin. And this is one of the things he told me at that point in my life, and I've memorized it and lived out of it. He said, whatever you focus on will grow within you, and whatever grows within you, you're going to become. So if you and I are going to take time to stare at our sin, then sin's going to grow within us, and inadequacy, and fear, and shame. And we're going to become full of fear and full of shame. And God said, Mark, the only thing you're allowed to focus on is what I told you to focus on, which is fix your eyes on Jesus. And that's the only place you can look, because if you fix your eyes on Jesus, he will grow within you and you will become Christ-like and you will grow as a Christian. And when he told me that it changed my life because I was focusing on my sin and on my weakness and all sorts of negative things. And God said, no, stop, just stop. So I just want to encourage each one of you, make sure you fix your eyes on Jesus and the fact that he's finished the work for you. <laughs> he's won the whole victory at Calvary. He's won, he's won over sin. He's washed you clean. So you just fix your eyes in the kingdom and on growing the kingdom and on Christ within you. And you'll be amazed at where God will take you. This is Mark Berkler, signing off.